Hey everybody, Les here. Thank you again for joining another episode of Be a Beacon Podcast. As you know, Be a Beacon Podcast, we I highlight people that had to be their own beacons in life. Because of course we have all of these resources, but some but a lot of times that drive and that light comes from within yourself as well. And I am honored and privileged to have two great people you know one i remember you know from my odu days um jay and sean and corporu the self-described chill and easygoing power couple how y'all doing today we're good how are you you know i'm good i'm, I'm good <laughs> i know right i mean times like this you know i'm just definitely you know thankful and you know sunny day right now so i'm definitely soaking that in um so you know, what attracts me to y'all, y'all have this, you know, I know you guys see yourself as just this regular, you know, couple, which is great, but y'all also have a compelling story and each and every one of us out here has a, have a story. And I would like y'all to kind of start from the beginning, you know, with your, you know, with your journeys and how that led to, you know, you guys, you know, you guys and what you guys are up to today. Um, yeah, so I guess I'll start. Um, I'm Shannon. Um, she, her pronouns. Um, and I feel like my journey started in college. Um, so that was kind of when I was exploring my queerness and, you know, what I really wanted to do in life. Um, and it just kind of turned into this, um, this really defining journey for me. I didn't realize it was going to be so intense, so influential. Um, when I got out of college, I was um, staying with my parents, and that's kind of when I went back in the closet, I guess you could say. Um, and then um, once I became more independent, actually meeting Jay, um, that was kind of when I realized that I needed to live in um as a queer pansexual woman um and i came out to my parents when i was 27 and i wrote a book kind of navigating that journey that i had finding love and finding peace in myself and that's kind of where i am now like three years later we're here um i'm very queer and just very present Queer in here. I, I hear that. Now, uh, Shauna, I definitely wanted to back up with that because, you know, a lot of people out here, you know, they, they have gone through these challenges or some folks listening, they may be going through that, you know, where, you know, that challenge where they, you know, graduated college or something, you know, went on and they, they moved back home and they had to go back in the closet. How was that for you where you, you, you're out here, you know, you graduated college, you've been exploring your queerness, but then you had to, you know, repress yourself again, you know, going back in the closet, you know, being with your parents. I mean, how, how, how was that? Like, did that kind of have, make you want to explore again? Or were you kind of in this state of uncertainty when, when that happened? Um, I was very sure in my identity. It was just that. I didn't feel the safest expressing it. Um, so basically, you know, there wasn't anything queer like that I was trying to portray when I was, you know, under their roof. But otherwise, when I was out, you know, I was, you know, going to, you know, different 
um, events and things like that. So um, just because like there was a lot of like homophobia expressed um, throughout the year. So I didn't know right. how it was going to um, pan out, I guess, like the coming out process. But I feel like I got used to it and it didn't really phase me too much. Um, just because like I had this mindset of like, I wanted to like be stronger in myself and be more independent before I express that part of myself where, you know, I could just express it and then just go back to my life. Right. <laughs> you know, y'all can process this. I'm processing myself. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> And also, for those that don't know, could you explain what, um, you know, in your own words, what a, what a pansexual is? Because a lot of people, you know, listening to this may not, you know, quite know. They may have heard it or they may have a misunderstanding about it. How would you, you know, describe that? Uh, yeah, so pansexual, well, pan, the root word means all. So it's being attracted to basically everyone, um, no matter gender, um, gender expression, things of that nature. Um, just, you know, finding, finding qualities, attractive qualities in basically anybody. Um, and not to confuse that with like polyamorous, right. polyamory, um, you know, being attracted or having relationships with multiple people um, because pansexual um, describes like the attraction, not necessarily like the action, like whether like you're, you know, with one person or with three people or whatever. Right. And did you, before meeting Jay, did you find did you find that as a challenge? Did you find it as a challenge, you know, with maybe others, if there were others or coming to terms with that yourself? Well, sometimes, you know, you know, even in the queer world, it's like, oh, well, um, I guess I'm supposed to be either, you know, lesbian or bi or, you know, so how did, you know, how, how did you kind of come to terms with that? Was it hard for you or was it just like, hey, you know, I'm, I, I like who I like, I'm attracted to who I'm attracted to? Um, so I know in, in my earlier days, like I, I kind of went through my, I guess, labels, you could say, um, identifying as bisexual in college and then eventually progressing to being a lesbian. But I realized that it wasn't just so cut and dry for me like that. You know, I s still found men attractive and I definitely found women attractive. Um, and it, it was just like, you know, like not limiting myself. Um, and I think that's just how it was for me. That's what's up. You know, it, it now, now really, you know, like that you've, you know, discussed that because now with the, especially a lot of the new, you know, younger people, you know, they are saying that and many people do, you know, feel like that. Well, gosh, I'm not, you know, I'm not quite. I'm definitely not hetero, but I'm not homo and, you know, I'm not even bi. So, you know, I, I'm not just, you know, two gen. I'm just not, a, I'm not attracted to just two genders. So I'm definitely glad that you discussed that. And, you know, so, you know, switching over to Jay, you know, Jay, how, how, how did, 
you know, how was your journey been and how was, you know, how was this for you with, you know, Shannon being uh, your soon to be wife, you know, say, you know, saying she is pansexual. Is that ever an issue or were you just like, hey, you know, that's cool? I think what I'll do is first answer that last question because it kind of ties into my my past, my identity, my life in general. Um, I I really did not care at all that she was pansexual. I actually, in fact, looked for people who were more so rather than just hetero. Um, I've only been attracted to women and it's never really changed for me but I always found it beautiful and interesting that people have the ability to not just see a body, but actually see beauty in all kinds of ways about a person, which she did. And I love the fact that also uh, bisexual people too can be more open to just not just one type or a few types, but they're very more open and I like that because to me, I think that's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful thing and it's an evolved thing to be able to see past and still love someone or find something attractive about them and not just be like, oh, I like you because you have a great body or oh, I like you because of your eyes. And not that that's a bad thing. It's just, I respected that and I understood that and I liked that. and. That's what ties it into my life because my journey was very long. It was like a roller coaster for me and it was not smooth at all until I got much older. My journey was more so abusive parents had to leave very early around age 17. I always knew I was a boy. I didn't see myself as a lesbian and I didn't fit in that life and even lesbians didn't think I fit in there either. They liked me because they thought I was one, yet I kept repeating I'm not one. It just didn't work and so that's why my journey was very um, rough. I had relationships that did not work out well with me at all. They were toxic on both levels but mainly abusive from the other side. I was with the wrong people because I was not um, right for myself. I was living in denial. I was lying to myself. You know, the journey was hard because I made it hard, but it was also hard because society is just not kind. So my journey was a mix of fighting myself, fighting society, trying to be loved for just being me, um, depression, suicidal, anxiety, PTSD. It was just a lot going against me. So unfortunately, my journey was long and hard, but it taught me a lot. It taught me who to trust. It taught me to love myself. It taught me how to love others right. And it taught me how to view this world differently in a way that I needed to in order to become me and become me purely because I want to and not 
forced. You know, I'm, I'm someone who's a free spirit, so I don't do well with being told what to do unless I know it really truly helps me in my life. So I think that's also why I was very interested in getting with Shannon because she too was like that. She was a type of person that I needed in my life. Um, she, she was someone in her own journey of, I'm gonna be who I am and if you don't love me, well then you need to fix your love because this is who I am. And, and I like that about her and I liked that she wasn't really budging that because I was the same way. Through my journey, I, I learned to be very um, thick-skinned. Either you like me how I am or goodbye. And that was it. And I held everyone accountable for their actions equally, whether I knew you for my whole life or five minutes. You respect me how I am, period. And I respect you. And so I think that's what got us well, one of the things that got us to really respect and like each other is we were both like that and we both respected each other thoroughly and accepted each other even though maybe it was new to us that someone was with somebody trans or someone was with somebody pansexual but it didn't matter because we both wanted and was going to be respectful and accepting. And that's, you know, that's the truth. And I definitely commend you for, you know, telling that and, you know, the and, you know, just you going through, you know, your journey, you know, starting with, you know, abusive parents. So sometimes when it starts from, you know, an early age, it can be hard to shake that shit, you know, you know, as an adult. And, you know, sometimes you can spend your whole life just, you know, trying to, you know, keep moving past it and, you know, just seeking therapy and just going through, you know, going through it, the, you know, the kind of the best way you can so you know you guys you know of course you get married congratulations again and how long have you guys been married now uh we just hit three years um <laughs> <laughs> and you know we had to spend it in quarantine but we've been um we've been going strong um it has been a challenge at times, but we're really um, taking the time to really understand each other and get outside because we both love biking now. Biking's my new hobby. Oh, I know, right? I think everybody's <laughs> discovering <laughs> something, something new, new or, you know, reigniting a, a craft or sparking their creative bone. I, I think this quarantine, you know, you know, during this time, especially during this quarantine, um, yes, um, when this is, whenever this is published, know that this was recorded during the quarantine where everyone, where it was just bananas. But, you know, it's definitely great that you guys were, you know, well, biking, you know, where, where were you guys biking? Like, do you have any special trails? Yeah, a few that we have a favorite, but I also love just getting lost or she likes when I just, she's just like, oh, just show me something new. Because yeah. <laughs> mainly biked every day and off and on for years. So I know some places I like to show her new places. 
And that's always the good thing. I know when I'm out on the trails, I love discovering, you know, a new trail. Sometimes I could be a creature of habits. Sometimes I do go to my same, you know, trails as well. But that's that's always a beautiful, you know, experience out kind of in the quiet and, you know, and then getting your exercise on on top of that. Um, so, you know, when, you know, so have you guys experienced any, you know, maybe outer conflicts, you know, with your, you know, with, you know, with people, any, you know, blowback, any comments, or has it just been, has it been, has it been cool for the most part, you know, with uh, reactions or, you know, anything else you, you know, you may have encountered? So for me, um, as an author, so I wrote a book called Where the Color Purple Grows, and it's talking about me and my queerness. And I, and I say that very boldly. Um, so like, if somebody would come to like my booth when I'm at, when I'm doing an event, you know, they'll see it. And, you know, I had people say like, why do you use the word queer? You're just you, you know, like, why would you say something like that? And like, I realized like where they come from because queer was a very negative word in the past. But for me, I use it as a as a term to like reclaim um, for me because it's very positive. It's very um, all encompassing. And I feel like it's more understood, um, more familiar with people. So that's something that I've gotten. Um, I feel like in regards to like being pansexual, I think Jay has more stories about that um, from people who you know, have their specific opinions about that. Yeah, I I have a couple different views that is quite interesting that um, maybe someone who is not trans that would be in a relationship with someone who's pan would not even deal with. Um, being somebody who passes in society as any average guy that they would see makes it seem like we're just unregular heterosexual couple. And that's fine. It's just once it does come out, whether it be at one of her events where she's on stage sharing a very queer poem um, from her book or something, the audience will look for the woman that she's with and this particular wife or or whatever that Shauna is supposedly with because she's queer. And then they see me, a husband, smiling and proud, and they're just confused, you know, and they're looking around for this woman, you know. And I find it hilarious. I, I really do. I love seeing their looks of, of shock or confusion. Um, some of them really take a while, and I just smile like, you'll get it at some point, man. And I just yeah. continue to <laughs> root my wife on while she's saying a poem and talking about how amazing her husband is or how much she's in love with this guy or Jay or what have you. And so there's that. And then there's the other side. Um, a lot of often heterosexual men and men who feel comfortable, I guess, to come up to me and, and say things that they wouldn't come up to her. A lot of the comments are um, basically telling me that I need an award for allowing her to be my wife 
to even have been with her in the first place at all, to love her, to be in a relationship with a trans, um, I'm sorry, with a pansexual person. Like I need an applause, I need a cookie or something. And it's just really strange to me and it's offensive because I don't see my wife as this gross, um, alien, weird being that is so off in society that if anyone's even just remotely nice to her, they are doing such good deeds. And it's, it really offends me because she is my friend, she is my wife, um, she's someone I confide in, she's someone that I can be vulnerable with, and you're telling me something that's you think might be a compliment is an absolute put down. It's absolute disrespect. You know, I'm with her because I love her as a person. I'm not with her because I'm into someone who's pansexual. I'm not with her because she's not straight. I'm not with her for any of those reasons. And it irritates me because people will see it as, um, oh, well, you know, maybe you should be careful also, you know, she could cheat or have you ever thought she might cheat on you or, you know, can you trust her? Or, you know, I don't know, you know, bisexual people this, or maybe pansexual people this. And that irritates me as well. And I have been with people who cheated on me. I have been the cheat. And I'll tell people this because I'm not that same person. I'm proud to say I'm not that same person. I know if someone's going to cheat on me or has, I've lived that life. And if I remotely ever felt that she would, I would not have asked her to marry me, period. I would have dropped her immediately. So the fact that they look at me and tell me, oh, well, maybe, she, you know, she, she would do that. Or how do you feel about that? I feel that your question or your statement is disrespectful as hell. It's unnecessary. It's a stigma that needs to die. A cheat will cheat. Your sexuality is not making you cheat. And I'm on, honestly just sick of it, sick of hearing it. And I will get mad with people because again, they're just putting someone I love down and yeah, there's no necessary so. need for it. Right, and that's rightfully so. And of course, a lot of people still have their own insecurities and their own wacky, you know, stereotype, you know, beliefs. So, you know, of course you're, you're gonna get mad. You're like, hey man, you know, this is my wife. You know what I mean? So yeah, you, you know, definitely, you know, you have a right to, you know, get upset about that, you know? And, and Shauna, how does that make you feel when, you know, Jay's experiencing this, you know, about you when you're like, hey, I'm a loving wife, you know, Keep your insecurities, you know, away from us. Keep your ignorance away from us. Right. Like, I I was kind of surprised um, when he would come to me and, and kind of tell me these things. But I guess it's just kind of like, you know, society is, you know, slowly evolving. Um, <laughs> so... Um, and I think, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but, um, when Janelle Monet came out as pansexual, I think that was like the, that time where like everybody was exposed to the word, I guess. And like, you know, it was like the most searched word and everything. So 
like you think after all of that maybe or you know people looking into you know what all the letters in lgbtq plus means and you know you, you'd think that you wouldn't get as many responses like that but i think another thing is you know people just aren't used to somebody who is ex exuding their queerness but is in an opposite sex relationship mm -hmm. um I, I guess it's just really weird to people because when when you think of like a queer person you just think same sex blah 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 but it's like you have all of these genders you have all of these orientations and it's just like there's so much more than this whole like hetero gay you know kind of in between whatever but <laughs> um but yeah it's it's just really outdated thinking um it's unfortunate but you know i guess we gotta teach the ones that are willing to learn hey yeah i know that's right i definitely know that's right and have y'all encountered any of this you know I, you, I know you guys mentioned the heteros have you actually encountered this within the queer community at all or that's been all right it's been more of just the, the heteros i have um encountered it uh through the trans community which i'm part of I'm not just part of it because I am trans, but I'm also a board member of a trans-led organization that helps trans adults out of homelessness, as well as helps them with resources. Um, I'm also, well, before Corona, um, I did two different meetings, uh, facilitated two different meetings at a LGBT Life Center that was queer related uh, and trans related. So I am very big in my community, uh, especially when it comes to just helping us in general, just anyone. But also one of my main things is educating. And I've done a lot of speaking, I've done podcasts, I've done, um, well, I've been in magazines and things like that. And it's purely just to educate and a lot of what I've heard through the chess community, unfortunately, is the idea that we can only date people who are bisexual or pansexual. And it's this mindset that we are not good enough or worthy enough for, for straight people. The fear that straight people might leave us or cheat on us because we're trans or the mindset that um, bisexual or um, I'm sorry, pansexual people, that whole stigma of them cheating. So there's this mindset of, well, maybe I'll just deal with that. And just, just so that someone's attracted to me, I'll just deal with them cheating on me. And it's just so many levels of toxic. And I, I often tell those in the trans community, you're worth whatever you're attracted to. If you're attracted to men, straight men, that's what you're worth then. That's what you want, that's what you should have. And it's the same with if you're attracted to a woman or you're attracted to anyone in specifics that you personally like, you don't settle because you're trans and you don't 
assume because you're trans either. And a lot of the straight community will do this to us as well. They will um, make us feel as if we're not worth being with someone who's straight or we're not worth being with someone we are attracted to. And we should only settle for someone who is so queer and open that they'll just accept us because they overlook the flaws. Well, trans isn't a flaw. You know, if trans is a flaw, then cis is a flaw as well. Cis created it. So the mindset that is out there of the whole trans having to date, and it's mainly obviously pansexual, because the idea is that pansexual are far more open um, than bisexual. It's just sad. And it's something that's not really talked about. It's not really heard unless you're trans. And even in the trans community, it's shocked. It's um, not very talked about even still, but I've heard a lot about it, enough to want to bring it to light. And the end result is, you know, I'm not with my wife because she's pan. She's not with me because I'm trans. And a lot of people thought that. A lot of the trans community and a lot of the LGB community have mentioned this and they've said it in not a negative way they just said it more in like an assumption but i have to tell them that's negative that's a toxic mindset we're together because we love each other we're be together because we liked each other we were compatible we were friends and i'm not with her because i felt i couldn't get with a straight woman i could and she's not with me because I'm trans. She didn't choose trans people. She doesn't have a trans fetish. It just happened. And the fact that people assume that is the problem that's out there. And it's not really talked about, but trans people are worth whatever sexuality of a person we're attracted to and we want, period. And pansexual people are as well. Period. That's it. Whew. You have said a word, and I think all the listeners will agree that y'all have been spitting some truth up here today. You know, y'all, and everybody, all the everybody that's listening, we're in 2020. You know, we've been recovering from a whole bunch of shit. We're uh, we're, we're all, a lot of us are still healing from traumas and just other experience, but we need to cut this out and really be good to each other. People are attracted to who they're attracted to. We all love who we love. We all like who we like. You know what I mean? So y'all, you know, we definitely need to keep having these conversations. And I'm definitely glad that y'all touched on, you know, touched on this because, you know, a lot of people aren't aware of these, you know, inner conflicts like this or they don't want to even admit it. So, you know, Jay, I definitely, you know, thank you for telling, you know, your truth, you know, with this and your story and Sean and, you know, you as well. And you know, so um, I what is there anything else that y'all would like to add? I know you guys are doing a lot. You know, you Shauna, you mentioned you know you have your book, Where the Color Purple Grows. You know, where can people find the book online? Or you know what? Or you know, and y'all, it's going to be links to Sean and Jay's you know things as well, and they're going to tell you a little bit more right now. 
Uh, yeah, so um, you can find my book, Where the Color Purple Grows, Collection 1, on Amazon. Um, I also ship books out as well and sign them. I love signing books. Um, and I'm also a book editor. Um, I've had my freelance editing business for a little over a year now. Um, I mainly edit children's books, but I am open to all genres. Um, I also edit um, academic um, papers and things of that nature, resumes, flyers, etc. Um, and I write from time to time, um, hoping I can get a project out maybe next year. Um, All right. I think this quarantine will help a little bit. Um, <laughs> hey, it, it, and it will. It's helping. I think in many ways it is helping everybody to, you know, to look at the silver lining here. You know, I think everybody is gotten you know a little, a little more creative they're like hey let's get this out here because this is giving a lot of people time to just kind of simmer down and just you know be chill and have the thoughts flowing so that that's definitely great and you know definitely keep us all posted you know with that and and jay you you know you i know you have your involvements too and you know also tell us you know i know you you, you have teas you have nice you know good herbal teas you know this dude is a planner, y'all. You know, if I, I'm gonna let him, you know, talk to y'all more about that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, I think all the things that I do, it's basically because I'm just I'm weird, and um, <laughs> it's a free spirit again. So there's a combination of stuff I do. Tea is one of them. I learned herbalism as a young um, young kid from my grandmother who knew a lot about healing um, people and felt I was really good about it because I love growing, um, planting, gardening, all that. I lived a gardening farming life, so I know how to grow my own herbs as well for the teas. I know how to help people with growing their own food as well, you know, I feel it's a very important trait to learn, um, a skill that is. A lot of my tea I, I do because in my life I had health issues, um, anxiety to deal with, I didn't always do well with medications, um, sometimes I just needed a little something and I wanted it to be healthy. I didn't want it to be drugs. I didn't want it to be alcohol. So I took the tea and I got really good at it. And it's something that I just recently wanted to give to other people. I wanted to help others in their life. And tea is underestimated. It's something that people think only older people drink or only Asian people drink or only British people drink. but. Tea has been around longer than any other drink has been around, period. It has been healing. It has been something that's fun. It's something cultural, it's something friends and family do together. It's a great thing and it's healthy. And I like to make special blends personally for a person, depending on what they like or need. And I based the price off the amount that it cost myself to get it and what's you know the general amount out there so my price is never expensive people can't afford it um, I always give the LGBT com community a 
a percentage off. And it's just something I like to do to give back to my community and just help the world just be a little less stressed out. And I feel like now times of, <laughs> of stress is high in the whole world. I feel like a cup of tea is really needed. The other things I do is art. I am a commission artist. I do drawing, painting, I sculpt. A lot of the stuff I, I enjoy doing is portraits as well as making logos and album covers and book covers and even t-shirt designs, things like that. That's something I do on the side. A little hobby of mine, I've been drawing since I was four. It's just something I love to do. It's just who I am. It's what I identify as, as an artist. So there's, there's that. Um, I don't have a website currently right now, but I do have links and email and things like that that I can send, that people can get in touch with me and I can show them my work. I am working on doing a website where it encompasses all the things I do, but it's difficult. I kind of wish I only did one good thing, but I don't. <laughs> hey, hey, it's good to be, you know, have your hand in a little bit of everything. You know, it's always good to have more than one thing going, you know. Yeah, nothing true. wrong with that at all, brother. Nothing at all. And as for my Chinese community, I am, like I said, a board member on a all-trans-led organization. We are a 501c nonprofit program. The website is tapvirginia.org. And it's all trans adults helping other trans adults in Virginia and it's very rewarding at the same time it is a very hard job and I'm not paid I do it because it's needed and I do it because I can um, back when I was homeless they helped me and I never let it go and never forgot about them and I was always curious about it. And when I got into my life better and stable and, you know, happier, I vowed when everything was good, I would become a member. And I was not going to let it go. And I was not going to take a no for an answer. And I went in there and I told them, look, this is what I want to do. I need to do it. I need to help my community. I'm one of those people who were overlooked what uh, went through homelessness, went through very hard life, very hard struggle. I know what it's like to be alone. I know what it's like to have the worst life you think you could ever have, but get out of it happy. And I want to do that for others too. And I've loved being a board member. I am also a mentor within the program as well. And I'm I do a lot of different little jobs within this uh, board member status and one of my favorites is just educating. I have been on medical panels so that I can try and educate the medical field better about trans lives, what's, what's needed. I have spoken on when it came to really personal like uh, relationships. Um, 
sexuality, uh, education, when it comes to parents and family, couples, relationship kind of advice, you name it, I've, I've talked about it, if it has to do with trans anything. And I'm one of the people who's very spoken on matters that most people don't want to talk about or maybe are not ready to even talk about. I like to bring up controversy. I like to bring up things that most people don't want to talk about or um, fear talking about because it's needed. Nothing is going to change if you don't say it or you don't do it. So I like to say the things that need change. I like to do the things that need changes. And it, it makes it seem as if I, um, I know what I'm talking about, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not like that. I'm a very humble person who's just trying to make our community better and educate people. It's not that I know everything, it's just that I'm someone who's willing to say things when maybe others aren't ready to. I know that life, I used to not be able to say anything, and now I am ready, and so I am, and I don't see myself stopping at any time. So this is just something I love to do, and um, I hope whoever is reading, whoever either is trans, knows someone who is trans, uh, maybe just curious. Maybe they're going to be an ally or want to be one. You know, feel free to go to the website. Feel free to contact us. We have a contact email. We have a number. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can hit us up. A lot of the board is very willing to just answer any questions if you genuinely want to know. So, there's that, um, and I guess that, that kind of ties up about me. Um, <laughs> I'm just a regular guy who just um, who really wants to make a difference. And for those who can't stand up for themselves, I'm the one who will stand up for them. That's the type of person I am. Right, and that, that, is, that is great. And something I wanna highlight again, what Jay just said, nothing is going to change if you don't say it. Let's all take a moment to say that to each other, say it to ourselves. Nothing is going to change if you don't say it. And y'all, this is what I mean. Shannon and Jay have been beacons in their own lives. They've had many hardships, many hardships where they might, they may have just wanted to end it all, but no, they persevered and they're giving back to their community. They're refilling their own cups. They're, they're, you know, they're loving each other and they're just spreading their information, their love and their experiences out here in the universe. Once again, y'all, I'm going to have their links, you know, available. You guys will be able to reach out to them. You know, you can always, you know, email and reach out to me as well. You'll have my links below. And, you know, as always, reach out to me anytime. And I wanted to give a special thanks again to Jay and Shannon for, you know, coming on here today. And, you know, hope to have y'all back soon. And definitely keep us posted on everything y'all are up to. Yes, of course. Thank you for having us. This was great. Yes, thank you. All right, y'all. I'm going to go have my little ginger tea right now. No. Let's talk about tea. I'm going to have my little ginger tea now. All right, y'all. Peace, everybody.